Hello and welcome to Crack and Crime. I'm your host, Jamie Tilson. Your co-host, Seth Tilson. <laughs> He's no longer French, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm still French. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thank you everybody for tuning in. Hope everybody enjoyed the bonus episode this week. I thought Seth and I, I mean Jacob and I did a pretty darn good job on the episode. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, D.B. Cooper. It was fantastic. Yeah, always interested in that story, the mystery of if he made it or not, and I really like the movie Without a Paddle. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where they find D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope that's not how it happened. <clears throat> I imagine he landed on a horse that was ready for him, and he just <laughs> rode off down to Mexico, and then became El Chapo. <laughs> a lot of our stories end up with the uh, people turning into other people <laughs> oh man alright we've been trying to put a bunch of stuff out on all of our social media Facebook, Twitter everything's at Crackin' Crime so go check that out wherever you guys are listening to your podcast at man give us five stars or you know a great review and a one star that's fantastic too yeah <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> <laughs> but that was our first one star, but they gave a fantastic review, so it was great. It was very misleading. <laughs> it is. And give it the worst rating ever, but gosh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, I, three? Thank nah, you, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> one. They got to really impress me for that five. <laughs> also, we could use uh, what, three or four patrons just for a month. Just for a month, so I can get a new chair that's not so squeaky. I apologize <laughs> if you hear squeaks. But. Yeah, and then we got the dogs put away this time, uh, uh-huh. so that way they're not out there barking halfway through the episode. We're dog lovers, PETA. Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, anywho. <laughs> is PETA uh, the, the animal? Right. Yeah, they're the yeah they're the ones that love animals. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, speaking of Patreon, go over there, sign up, man. Um, Where is over there? Um, over on the interwebs. The interwebs, huh? Yeah, over on the interwebs. No specific place. Just no go there. No specific place. Well, Patreon.com. Oh, cool. Yeah, right. on the interwebs. www. Yeah. Dot Patreon. All right. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have to do that. And then you got to, while you're on there, don't get sidetracked by a different, there's a bunch of other, you know, content creators on there. Yeah, they're not as good as we are. No, we're we're the reason you're going. So check us out, Cracking Crime. And uh, yeah, if you guys don't want to listen to Seth's chair squeaking anymore, because he's literally sitting in a (laughs) fold-up chair. (laughs) We're on a budget. We're on a budget. But yes. We're on a budget. I mean, Seth's on a budget. Seth's got, or Jamie's got the comfy chair. <laughs> <laughs> he bought the microphones. What do you want? <laughs> what is this? I didn't want to go so, in on it. <laughs> yeah, go check us out. Patreon, all of the social media places. You know, it's where we're everywhere. Uh, everything's at Cracking Crime or <clears throat> Jamie Tilson or Seth Tilson all on our social media. So go like us, friend us, mm-hmm. find our social media pages, like us, share it. Um, again, trying to help the algorithms, so you know, pushes out to more people, so more people get to listen to our amazing stories. Yep, there's gonna be some cussing, Grandma. I'd like to apologize ahead of time. Sorry, Grandma. Trademark. That's not to be used without the permission of Crack and Cry Mink. You're <laughs> <laughs> gonna be nosy. Do it a different way. <laughs> So, anywho, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yes, it was absolutely, um, <laughs> big shout out to Mr. Mike Garcia down in Texas. He is our Patreon right now. <laughs> solo. He is the solo man. Yes, he is single-handedly helping cracking crime keep the lights on over here. <laughs> I picture him on a horse in a desert by himself like Danny Trio. <laughs> Somebody join him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. 
Oh, all right. Well, let's jump right into this because we have got. Well, you know what? We haven't talked murder yet. We've been just trying to do laughy, funny, jokey stuff. And by the way, we are right there at 1,500 listeners. It's fantastic. Thank you guys for helping us get to that. Um, it's a huge feat. So now let's get to 25,000. I don't think it's much to ask. No, it's, it's no. I, I think your first 1,500 is. So again, like it, share it. Yeah. You see some random person in a mall, be like, hey. You listen to Cracking Crime? Get over there. Yeah. Check out the podcast oh, everywhere like a, you listen to your podcast. You're like my Uncle Brent, and you got 12 kids. Wait till they fall asleep and get on their little iPhones and download the dang app. You know? Exactly. Oh my God, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Do what Seth just said, and let's let's push this thing big time. Okay, that's what we're trying to do. Yes, help us be successful. For but not just us though. Like we're not gonna help you back. We'll give you a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> we are great at shout outs. Like right. Oh, man. All right, so this week, speaking of the murdering thing that we have not done, we are going to tell a murder tale, so we're not going to be quite as funny tonight because we don't want to laugh and yeah. joke about. We're sure going to find our, our places to joke, though, and hopefully right. no personal offense is taken. Right, because, again, that's the way that we like to tell a story. We like there to be comedy in our story, but we still want you guys to hear a good story and... This one was actually from one of our reviews on um, Apple Podcast. So they asked us to check into Skidmore, Missouri, and we did, and wowza. Yeah. I brushed over it. I did a country crime type review, like notes, you know what I mean? I got about six sentences. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So you did a typical Jamie Tilson research project on that. We yeah. still want to keep it original where, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. And I don't because I, I can't remember what I did. I was pretty loaded when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> well, Skidmore, Missouri is in Nodaway, Nodaway County, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> the population was 284 people in 2010. And I know what you guys are thinking. You guys are like, out of 284 people... They're fucking cheap. Yeah. Oh, no? No. <laughs> We're not? All right. I'm like, there is no <laughs> crime happening. I mean, you walk outside and everybody knows everybody. But that is not the case. Well, I'll be darned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our first story <clears throat> is... Man, it's it's pretty interesting. So on July 10th, 1981, Ken McElroy was shot to death with at least two different guns while sitting in his truck in front of the D&G Tavern. Mm-hmm. He was one of the uh, old town bullies, too. It was kind of his nickname, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to tell a little bit <clears throat> about Mr. McElroy. So he was... Um, born in 1934. June 1st, I believe. It was June 1st. Look at Seth. <laughs> He's remembering some stuff, man. This is great. Um, so he had all kinds of crimes. He was known as the town bully. Um, it, it's just crazy, man. Um, he was indicted 21 times. Yeah, but escaped conviction each time. Except for the last. Um, in 1981, McElroy was convicted of attempted murder um, by shooting a 70-year-old grocer named Ernest Bo Bowencamp. Bowencamp. 71 years old, yeah. Yep. That's nuts. Well, it says here he was 70. Oh, well, Yeah, in 1981. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he successfully appealed his conviction, and then he was released on bond. See, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I know some grumpy old guys, you know, but how, why would you assault or strike? I, I don't care what an old man did, as long as it's not too offensive. Like, there's no words he can say that would make me hit a 71-year-old right. man, you know? I, don't, I can't see it. Well, luckily for him, he didn't, he didn't hit him. Yeah, I mean, he shot him. Yeah, well, it's, um, a, little, it's a little bit extra. That's a, that's a little bit extra, Yeah. So he again he was born in 1934. <clears throat> he was the 15th 
of 16 children. Um, yeah, born to a couple, a farming couple known as, or known as, they were, <laughs> <laughs> they were named Tony and Mabel McElroy. Yeah. yeah, they were moved between Kansas and the Ozarks before settling outside of Skidmore. Um, he dropped out of school at 15, um, had a reputation as a cattle rustler, small-time thief, and a womanizer. Um, I had a animal cruelty on there as well, which brings me back to sheep. <laughs> if I say anything else, I'm just going to put it out there. You figure it out yourself. <laughs> it says that... Um, he was often involved in theft of grain, gasoline, alcohol, antiques, and livestock. Uh, but he always avoided conviction because often after he was con- or after he was charged with it, witnesses refused to testify because he intimidated them. Mm. Yeah. So frequently by following his targets or outside of their homes and then watching them. Yeah. What did the sheriff have to say about all this? You know what? I I haven't talked to that sheriff. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Should I start guessing again? I could guess yeah, a bunch. I'd rather you not. I did read up on there though that he his bullying influence had such an influence on the town that the sheriff suggested a neighborhood watch. Oh. So to the 13 other people in town, he's like, maybe you guys ought to watch it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mosey on back to the jailhouse. Yeah. Have me a nap. <laughs> he, he, he beat you up. He obviously didn't care about your face. What, what do you think he's going to do with my face? <laughs> That's why I tell Jacqueline I'm recovering from major shoulder surgery and I don't want to go to the bar because I'm like, I can't fight. If he beats you up, then you just got beat up. <laughs> I, might, I might talk to you afterwards and figure out well, what we can do to prevent it from happening again. <laughs> One of us has got to get us home. <laughs> you shouldn't talk shit out of your weight class. <laughs> oh, man. All right, now this part is kind of hard to talk about. Um, he fathered more than 10 children with different women. He met his last wife, Trenta McLeod, when she was only 12. She was in eighth grade. He raped her repeatedly. Uh. Yeah. And then her parents initially opposed the relationship, but then McElroy burned her house down and shot their dog. And after that, they were like, okay, yeah, that's, that, that, that'll be okay. Yeah, you win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh wow. God, it's freaking unbelievable, oh, man. She became pregnant when she was 14, drops out of school in the ninth grade, and went to live with him and his second wife, Alice. Hmm. Yeah. So then he, McElroy ends up divorcing Alice and marries Trenna in order to escape charges of statutory rape. Jeez. <clears throat> oh, man. That doesn't sound like statutory rape. That sounds like just straight up rape. It is. It's just straight up. It's just disgusting. Um, <clears throat> and then 16 days after Trenna gave birth, uh, both she and Alice fled to Trenna's mother's and stepfather's house. So McElroy goes back over there. Burns their house down again and shoots their dog. Again. Yeah. And, and just the cops aren't doing anything about it the whole time, huh? No. Well, he was arrested. He was arrested in 1973 for arson, assault, and statutory rape. Um, he had a $2,500 bail. <clears throat> Trenna and her baby were placed in foster care. And then McElroy sat outside the foster home for hours staring at it. Um he then told the foster family that he would trade the girl for girl to get his child back. Um, it's just, my goodness. So then they charge more, they charge McElroy more five or more charges. Mm-hmm. Um, and then July 27th of 76, Skidmore farmer Romaine Henry shot him twice with a shotgun. After Henry challenged him for shooting weapons on hem- on Henry's property, he died from those wounds. Um, it doesn't no, because he says that he shot him. 
so he survived because but he got shot twice with a shotgun well obviously he's getting in trouble for doing all this and getting out and still harassing them so clearly the cops aren't doing much to help in that right. in that town at the time well it doesn't even say what happens with all of those charges it says charges were filed against him for all of the statutory rape arson assault but there's nothing about what happens to him Must have had a hell of a yeah. lawyer and then as they charged him with the in, um, assault with intent to kill for shooting uh, Mr. Henry it said that McElroy denied that he was even at the scene. And then as the case, dra- case drags on in court, um, Henry says that McElroy parks outside of his home at least a hundred times. And then at the trial, two raccoon hunters testified that they were with McElroy the day of the shooting. And then Henry was forced to admit in court under questioning by McElroy's attorney um, that he had concealed his own petty criminal conviction that was more than 30 years old. Um, and then McElroy was acquitted of those charges. Jeez. It just sounds like fuckery, if you ask me. Yeah. So in 1980, um, one of McElroy's children gets into an argument with Evelyn Summy, the clerk in the grocery store, who was owned by Ernest Bo Bowenkamp and then his wife, Lois. <clears throat> um... It was because the kids had apparently tried to steal some candy. Yeah. So, there, Bo, Mr. Bo, Bowenkamp, goes back and grabs a shotgun. Now they get into an argument, right? And then McElroy pulls out his own gun, shoots Bowenkamp in the neck. Um, Bowenkamp does survive. McElroy is arrested and charged with attempted murder. Uh, McElroy was convicted... And then it says, but freed on bail pending his appeal. Um, and then immediately after being released, McElroy went to the tavern, a local bar, with an M1 Garand rifle with a bayonet attached onto it. And then made threats to Mr. Bowenkamp. This led to several patrons deciding to see what they could do legally to prevent McElroy from harming anyone else. Um, this is when the Nodaway County Sheriff, Dan Estes, suggests they form a neighborhood watch. <laughs> so then McElroy takes it to appeal, and then on the morning, um, no, McElroy's appeal hearing was again delayed. So they just kept denying the case, denying the case, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the morning of July 10th, 1981, the townspeople meet at the Legion Hall um, in the center of town to discuss with the sheriff what ways to protect himself. Yeah. yeah. During the meeting, McElroy arrives at the tavern and then goes and sits at the back of the bar while everybody's talking. Sheriff Estes instructs everybody that assembled not to get in direct confrontation with McElroy, but instead seriously consider forming a neighborhood watch program. Estes goes out gets in his car, and drives away. So the townspeople are all meeting to talk about what they do with McElroy, and the sheriff is like, hey, form a neighborhood watch. Do not get into a confrontation with this man. And then he leaves. All of them there with him inside. So McElroy finishes his drink, purchases a six-pack of beer, leaves the bar, gets in his pickup, and then he was shot while he was sitting there. Oh, um, neighborhood watch. <laughs> yeah, this is the like neighborhood a... watch. They were like, "Oh, so we were directed to uh, shoot this man." Sit down like a Sons of Anarchy meeting, like. That's exactly what that we, sounds we like. We take him out, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Ten yays and no nays. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says that he was shot at several times and hit twice. Once by a centerfire rifle and once by a twenty-two rimfire rifle. Oh, so there's a couple of them shooting at him, huh? Yeah, that's what it <laughs> sounds like. 46 potential witnesses to the shooting, including Trenton McElroy, um, who was in the truck with her husband while he was shot. Yeah. And no one called for an ambulance. Only <laughs> Trenton claimed to identify a gunman. Uh, every other witness was unable to... Uh, they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Was there was somebody shot? And I was uh, there the whole time. 
I thought I heard some fireworks. I didn't hear no gunshots, though. Right. Yeah, I don't believe I would have came forth either. Yeah, the DA, um, sorry, that's defense attorney, uh, declines to press charges. An extensive federal investigation did not lead to any charges. Um, I think the whole town was on the same page there. Yeah. All right, Sheriff, you want us to take care of it? We'll take care of it. Yeah, nothing. Surprised it took him so long to do it, honestly. So, uh, Trenton McElroy uh, files a $5 million wrongful death suit. Settled for $17,600. <laughs> Very good. There's knowing your information, man. I'm about out of notes, though. <laughs> Trenton ended up remarrying, uh, moves to Lebanon, Missouri, where she died of cancer on her 55th birthday um, in 2012. But the case... Has never been solved. Mm-hmm. We don't know who did it. I mean, by reading this story, I'm going to totally guess they were just passerbys. Um, it may have been the son of Sam. I'm not 100%. I don't know. Ooh, the DC sniper. That's probably who it was. That's probably who it was. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. There's another one. All right, we'll talk about how this case is solved by uh, tagging on to the DC sniper. <laughs> probably Wyatt Earp, honestly. It may have been Wyatt Earp. Yeah. yeah. Pistol whipped him first. <laughs> Stole his fake mustache and moseyed. <laughs> so that is an absolutely crazy story. Uh, yeah, it just sounds like, you know, Mr. McElroy was just terrorizing this town. And then they just kind of took it into their own hands. Yeah, and you might think, wow, in a town of 284 people, that is the only thing that's ever happened. Nope. But wait, there's but more. Wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Again, not making fun of the stories. We just like to have fun. That's how we get through telling stories. Um, and this next one is a little bit of a doozy. Um, it's... Just a disappearance. Okay? So this one is Branson Kane Perry. He was born um, in 1981. He disappeared 2001. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so he was raised in Skidmore, Missouri. He graduated from school there in 99. Uh, after graduating, he worked some odd jobs, including uh, roofer, um, petting zoo. He may help maintain a petting zoo. Um, he resided with his dad. Um, his parents were recently divorced. Um, and then on Wednesday, the afternoon of April 11, 2001, um, Perry invites his friend Jenna over to the house to help clean up. Um, and then, cause his dad was ill. So he had asked a friend to come over and help clean up the house because his dad had just been recently hospitalized, was supposed to be returning home. Um, it said that at the same time, two other unnamed men are outside the residence working on Bob's car, which is his dad, um, cause it needed repairs. Um, so at approximately three o'clock, Perry tells Jenna, Hey, we're going to take a pair of jumper cables outside to the shed and no one's ever seen him since. I know. So, on April 12th, um, Perry's grandma stops by. Like, there's nothing out of the ordinary. The the house is unlocked. It's deserted. Um, Nothing unusual at the property. And he's just gone. I mean, there's there's really nothing. A month and a half later, over 100 people were um, interviewed in Perry's disappearance. Um, and they found nothing. I mean, um, Jenna, who had been over there with him, it admits that she had been experimenting with marijuana and amphetamines and she just didn't remember anything. Um, it's a family member informed police that Perry had a bottle of Valium in his possession the day that he disappeared. But I mean, there's just nothing. He just disappears into the, and he's just, I mean, basically this should be an episode of vanished. He's just gone. Yeah. 
That's just too bad. I mean, there's no Seems leads like to anything. town is so lawless, you know. <clears throat> I know. It's just crazy. And I mean, this is 2001. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's a young man. Or, I mean, he is a young man, but it's not like he's a little kid. He was 20 when this happened. So, I mean... But he's messing around with amphetamines, so what, meth, crack, something like that, or... Right. It's possible. Bottles of volume, so he's got uppers and downers. Who knows what he's going through, what's going on. Yeah. So, they they did have a suspect um, that they wanted to check into, and, I mean, this guy... I don't even want to go too much into it because, I mean, this could be a podcast in and of itself, but it is. I don't even want to really read what he... So on April 10, 2003, law enforcement arrest Jack Wayne Rogers. Um, he's a 59-year-old Presbyterian minister and a Boy Scout leader. Um, he was arrested on charges of first-degree assault, practicing medicine without a license, after removing a trans woman's genitals... Jeez. In a makeshift gender reassignment surgery in a hotel in Columbia. Wow. It doesn't say the state, but I'm assuming Missouri because there's a Columbia, Missouri. So while they were investigating that, they find all kinds of child pornography, um, various posts that he had made on message boards under the usernames Buggerbutt, Oh Hell Satan, Extreme Body Mods, or just to name a few. Um, uh, weird. describing so graphic weird. torture and assault of multiple men. Um, he talks about cannibalizing genitals and, um, oh, it's just, but he, among the posts, he says that he had picked up a blonde male hitchhiker, raped him, tortured, mutilated, and then murdered him. Um, and he said that he buried the body somewhere remote in the Ozarks. Um, yeah. but Rogers denied ever knowing Perry, seeing Perry, said it wasn't Perry, and then basically said that he didn't do any of that. Those were just writings and stuff. And so yeah. so they weren't able to like tie that to him, but he was a suspect. Um and that's just a like I say, that's just crazy, but I don't even want I don't want to cover that case. That's just too nasty. Um That's messed up. Stark. Yeah. Um, I did see somewhere else that there have been some like, <clears throat> like they're checking into somebody else. So it's like something new has came up and they might have some information. So they're yep. reinvestigating right now. Um, but I don't, obviously we don't know what that is right now. So, so that is a really sad story. Just a young man goes outside, disappears, boom, gone. Yep. Right. And you may think whew, two major stories like that out of a little tiny town like this, but dude, we ain't done. Nope. No, no, we are it not. Continues. Um, there was another. It says uh, in October sixteenth of two thousand, Greg Dragu beat and drug his girlfriend Wendy Gillenwater down several county roads outside of Skidmore, causing her to die. Jeez. Yeah. He was charged with murder and given a life sentence by Nodaway County Judge. Um, he's apparently still in jail right now um, for dragging her, I assume, behind his vehicle. Oh, right? It doesn't say that, but that's my assumption. So there's three, but there's more. Yeah. It's getting depressing. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I, I know. It is, it is tough. Yeah. If you're driving through that area, avoid that town. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And and I did read something that says that, you know, people were like, hey, you stop talking about Skidmore, Missouri like that, man. This is a nice little town and nothing bad. I mean, other than a bunch of major incidents, nothing bad happens well, in this sure town. That's what Jeffrey Dahmer said about his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I know. It's clean. That's good. <laughs> I vacuum once a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just got to move the body parts around. And I was going to sweep under that liver. I got Bob's arm in the fridge, though, but. Uh, <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty messed I up. Feel bad. We're in a kind of a dark place right now. We're talking about some pretty yeah. dark stuff, all right? Like when I go to heaven, me and Jesus are going to talk about this moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Condolences out to all the families of the victims. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Definitely. This is some horrible stuff. And that's that says wonderful chair. Um, he's moving <laughs> around again, it sounds like. I don't need everybody telling me that Seth was over there farting all yeah, the time get a little because he is doing that also. Get a little right? squirmish over here, all right? Let's get more place scaring me. It's going to give me nightmares. I know. And of the ones we've talked about, those ones aren't as tough to talk about as this number four. Uh, this one, this one's pretty gruesome. We might just like partially cover over this one. Yeah. This is Mr. Perry's cousin, Bobby Joe Stinnett. Which one was Perry again? That's the last one, right? The that, one that drugged the woman behind the no, 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 nope, no, no. Nope. Nope. The, uh, Mr. Perry is the one. Branson Perry is the one who's missing. Right, right. Oh, yeah. that's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So... I mean, as if the family already isn't going through enough that they've got a family member that's missing. Now, <laughs> in 2004, this is awful. All right. So, um, Bobby Joe Stinnett. She, let's see if I can get to, uh, doesn't really give much background for her. <clears throat> From Skidmore, I presume, obviously. She's also from Skidmore. She's what, a cousin of Perry? She is Perry's cousin. Okay. All right. So I'm going to run through this. She graduates from high school in Graham, Missouri in 2000. Um, She gets married, runs a dog breeding business. Um, Her and her, her and who eventually ends up being the main person in the story that we talk about meet through dog show events, and had ongoing interactions in an online rat terrier chat room. Hmm. Yeah. You remember those back in the day, the chat rooms? I do. You used to get on there and stir shit. You know, <laughs> get on a chihuahua page, like, I freaking hate chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> I was bored in 12, and Pornhub wasn't out yet. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was way louder than I thought it was going to be, so there we go. We are Um, not professional. (laughs) (laughs) We are professionals. These microphones, I think, could pick up somebody sneezing three houses over, man. It is crazy. Hey, you'll get a couple patrons. Maybe we'll soundproof the damn room. (laughs) This is your fault, people. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) All right. Okay. So... At this point, we're basically talking about December 16th, 2004. Um, Bobby Joe Stennett was born December 4th of 81. So she's pregnant. She's 23 years old. She's married. And she's now talking with Lisa Marie Montgomery, who is 36, um, about dogs. Okay. Now, as we remember... Um, before we were joking a second ago, <laughs> um, that Stennett is running a dog breeding business. So she's talking to Miss Montgomery about a dog. So, man. Okay. So Montgomery entered Stennett's house um, and then strangles her. Jeez. Yeah. Now, like I said, she's pregnant. So, Montgomery then cuts the unborn fetus out of the womb of the of the dead Miss Stinnett. There's no sign of forced entry, um, and authorities believe that Montgomery, posing as a customer, Darlene Fisher, had arranged to um, visit the house that day, um, basically about these dogs, right? Yeah. And then she comes in and she strangles her and then cuts the baby out of her belly. So um, I'm confused on the motive for such a horrific crime right now. We're, we're, we're going to kind of get to it. Okay. Um, it didn't even take a day um, and Montgomery's arrested in Melbourne, Kansas. Um, Stinnett was discovered by her mother... Becky Harper. Oh, oh my man. Yeah. Into that. Oh. Wow. 
she was lying in a pool of blood approximately an hour after the murder. Um, she immediately calls authorities um, and then tries to describe the wounds inflicted upon her body as appearing as if her stomach had exploded. Wow. Um, paramedics tried to attempt her or attempt her to revive her, um, but she was the, she was pronounced dead. Um, Montgomery had called her husband Kevin that same day, about 5:15, saying that on a shopping trip to Topeka, she had gone into labor and given birth. She's heading home. What? Yeah. Basically, Montgomery, the murderer, the murderer, has been telling people that she's pregnant. So she cut the baby out to have a baby to bring it home? Yes. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't even a day later. Like, well, it was a day. Uh, the next day, she's arrested. Um, a witness later reported that before her arrest, Montgomery took the infant, her husband, and two teenage sons to a restaurant for breakfast that day. Was and the baby was deceased, I presume? No. Baby was alive. What? Baby's alive. She cut the baby out, the baby was okay. Yep. Wow. I know. Unreal. Is um, the baby still alive to this day? Am I am I getting too ahead of myself? <laughs> you're getting a little bit ahead. I didn't um, I didn't yeah. take notes on this one. This was an added story, I think. <laughs> or was it the third one? This is the third one okay. that you hadn't... Alright, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hadn't gotten Yeah, that. which, I know. After, yeah. like I said, when you were reading the other ones, I was like, yeah, the third one is who... Yeah, that kind of steered me away from taking notes. <laughs> I know. Like, I just yeah. thought this one be normal, and I'll, I'll be I a know. live listener. Yeah, this one is... So, um, it says, when they arrived, they found a car matching the description of the one that was at the crime scene. Um... They enter the home. They found Montgomery inside, holding the infant, um, watching television. Like she hadn't just done something that horrific. Yeah. Like perfectly she, okay with it. Perfectly okay with it. Jeez. Yep. Um, she's arrested, and about an hour after she's arrested, she falls apart. She completely confesses to it. Um, the kidnapped newborn, whom she had claimed as her own... Um, had been recovered that day and was soon placed back in the custody of his father who was unharmed. Mm. Yeah. Cause this only happened to miss Stinnett. Um, it, it was the quick recovery and capture was attributed to the use of the forensic computer investigations, which had tracked Montgomery and Stinnett's online communications. Mm. Um, they also had put out a, a Amber alert. Um, but I, that didn't really lead to much. <clears throat> uh, DNA testing on the infant um, later confirmed the infant's identity. Ooh, imagine growing up with that history. I know. You know, it's too bad, man. That is. I wish the best for that child. <clears throat> I know. In that family, there's. Um, it said that Montgomery's motivation stemmed from she had had a miscarriage. Um, and she tried to conceal it from her family that she had had a miscarriage. So she just kept saying she was pregnant. Um, she needed to produce a baby. So, I mean, I don't want to read anything else about her at all. Did, I just don't, I don't care a, about this woman at all. I am curious on how much time she got or what she got for it. Does okay. it say that? So that part is interesting. And I will talk about that. Um, there was... There, there was, at a pre-trial hearing, a neuropsychologist testifies head injuries that Montgomery had sustained years before could have caused damage, brain, uh, brain damage. Um, but this was tried in federal court because obviously she killed her and then went across state lines because mm-hmm. uh, she went into Kansas. Um, there, there's a bunch of stuff that happens. Um they're trying to assert this mental condition, um, but it doesn't work. It, 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 at the end of the day, since we're already so far into this episode and everything that's going on, 
Um, basically, it doesn't work. She's found guilty. Um, they rejected the, def- the defense's claim that she was delusional. And October 26th, the jury recommended the death sentence. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2008. Jeez. Yep. They really put that trial stuff off for a while. People that are on death penalty, you know, it seems like they wait 20 years for it to get carried out. Well, so, again, remember this is, uh, this was, she was murdered in 2004. So we're only four years later. And she's sentenced to death. Now, she's got appeals. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what's going to take a long time, right? So she was sentenced to death in 2008. Um, and let's see. Um, so then she does petition. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how you, you feel confident in petitioning for that. I, the death penalty to me is such a such a gray area. Like it's... It's hard to, to let any human play God <clears throat> to me, but at the same time, right. that, that is such a horrific crime. It is. How, how can you feel the, the willingness to fight for your life after doing that to someone else? You know? Right. I just don't, I don't get that. No, it's, a, it's unbelievable. I, I don't. Um, it was during all of her appeals. Her lawyers argued that she technically did not commit the crime of kidnapping, resulting in death, um, because that's what they use. They use the death, the kidnapping, as the kidnapping resulting in the death of the mother, mm. and then the kidnapping of the child. That's how they made it a federal crime, and then yeah. crossing state lines. Um, so they're trying to say that technically. She did not commit the crime of kidnapping resulting death because the baby was not considered a person until she was removed from the womb. Um, yeah, but again... I disagree. That claim's dismissed. You kidnapped that baby from its mother's stomach, in yeah. my opinion. I know. Unbelievable. Um, experts who had examined Montgomery after conviction concluded that by the time her crime, um, she had been living with psychosis, bipolar... Um, post-traumatic stress disorders and some more stuff um, that may have given her permanent brain damage from numerous uh, beatings at the hands of her parents and spouses. Um, But, let's see. Um, It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. She tries a bunch of different things. Nothing works. So... She's scheduled for execution on December 8th of 2020 by lethal injection at the U.S. Penitentiary... Penitentiary? Penitentiary. Penitentiary. (laughs) (laughs) Penitentiary in Terror Hate. Hate? Terre Haute, Indiana? Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) OMG. Look at the Indiana boy. Graduated Indiana. Hurry. Hey. But... It's delayed following her attorney who contracted COVID-19. Oh, yeah. So, December 23rd, Montgomery was given a new execution date of January 12th of 2021. Um, The judge, Randolph Moss, found that the director's order setting a new execution date while the court stay was in effect was not in accordance with law prohibited the rescheduling of the execution before January 1st of 2021. Hmm. Um, So she's still waiting, huh? So, on January 1st, a three-judge panel on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit vacates the ruling, reinstating her execution date of January 12th. Um, On that date, federal judge Patrick Hanlon granted a stay of her execution on the grounds that her mental competence uh, must first be tested. Look at you, all these big words. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) The stay is then vacated by the Supreme Court. Um, The execution was ordered to be carried out immediately. 
Jeez. Boom. And on January 13, 2001... Man, I... I cannot talk. 22? Like usual. Like, I, I, I'm having a lot of problems with all of this yeah. anymore. I did make yeah. a lot of big words out there. I did. I, I, you know what? Give me credit. I said a lot yeah. of big words you good, without... You had a good run there. I had a good run. A good and then run. I got to 2002. Uh, you get them simple ones in there after those complicated ones. It gets tricky. <laughs> so 2021. January 13th, 2021 at Terahate, Indiana. <laughs> I said it completely perfect. Yeah, uh, everything was executed per- perfectly. perfectly. <laughs> uh, when asked if she had any last words, she replied, no. She was pronounced dead at 1.31 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Eesh. She was the first female federal prisoner executed in 67 years. The first woman executed in the United States since Kelly... Gissendanner in 2015 and the first person executed in the United States in 2021. I feel like a parent watching a shy preschooler at a play trying to get the words out. <laughs> Are you talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. You can do it. We practice at home oh, in the mirror, remember? Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> all that work on our ponytails. You can't even say the words right. <laughs> Oh man, and that is actually pretty accurate. I I struggled getting through some of that. <laughs> oh, what a what a dark what a dark place. I mean. All right, so these were some now, dark, dark stories. Very. And we got through it. We got through it. I feel a little depressed, but uh, I know it is what it is. Thanks for the recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> but we did it. We did it because we were asked to do the story. And we do stuff for our fans. We do. Yeah. Yes. Especially <sighs> if you pay us to. Right. Somebody's via Patreon. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man, turning into old used car salesman over yeah. here. Anyway, what can Jacqueline. I do to put you into this Patreon today? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, there was. Books and movies and everything about all of these stories that we uh, talked about today. And we did not watch any of them. (laughs) And we didn't read any of them either. (laughs) Just dropped my headphones off my head. (laughs) Oops. Oh, and the first time we're recording. That's right. We are recording this episode, and we're going to... I have been scratching my sack for like 10 minutes. (laughs) I completely forgot about that. I'm sorry, Grandma. Especially if you watch the video. (laughs) I'm really digging in there. (laughs) So, even though we recorded it, it might not make its way out there. we got to watch that bad boy back and see. It's a deep itch. Oh, man. Well, we're starting to come out of our depressive state, so that's good. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So that is it for Skidmore, Missouri. Um, Like I say, don't put these people in a box. Don't think that they're all murderers. Um, But also, just don't stop in the town. (laughs) (laughs) Just, Just keep going. Yeah. You need oh. gas, you hold it out. <laughs> <laughs> you just know where it's at. and uh, You just pray to God that low fuel signal means 50 more miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for this one. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you liked the way we told the story. Uh, we knew a lot about it, but I like to give facts, so I like to kind of read notes and... Uh, stuff that we put together for it so and then i'm not the best at reading (laughs) but that is his job (laughs) that is my job that is what i do uh i'm a professional uh book reader uh here we go making stuff up again i that's my favorite part man note taker too (laughs) we're good at note taking yeah, I'm just not very good at reading my notes. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All right, well, you guys got a story that you want to hear us tell, then send it over, man. Send it over. Preferably not too dark. I know. I know. But this was interesting. I know. It's a very interesting story. Definitely. Right. And then having three, four huge murders like within the last 30 years, I mean, it's. Yeah. I'm sorry. 80s. I got to remember that I'm. 50 years now. Man, that's. Within 50, yeah. Well, 40. Time flies. Whatever. I don't know. No, it's it's a big difference between 40 and 50. Ish. Just throw ish at the end of it. It Cause everything. I got the Ford Zero now, all right? I'm 40. (laughs) Yeah, there's a big difference between 40 and 50. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we straightened that out. All right. So, like I say, got some great stories coming this weekend. Um, Hope you guys liked all of the other previous episodes. If not, go listen to them. What are you doing? I don't even know why you're still here. Get back there. Start listening to from the beginning. Yeah. Got some really great content out there. Um, we're going to bring another great story this weekend. I'm pretty excited about it. I think I know what I want to talk about this weekend. Yeah. And new Patreon episode coming tonight. We're going to do that one right now. See you, Plus, if you like it, um, the more stars, the better, not the less. Let's not leave one and then compliment it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. If yeah. you listen to an episode and you don't like it, tell us and then listen to it again just to make sure. Give us another view. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe send us a message and be like, hey, I don't like the way that Seth laughs, you know, yeah. or we'll I don't talk. like the way that Jamie mispronounces everything. I mean, just yeah. let us know what, we, what we're doing and we're probably not going to change nothing. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, but let us know. We like it. All right. Send us messages. Send us stories that you guys want us to tell. Um, whatever you guys want. Social media, check it out. We're trying to make a bunch of content out there. Like I said, we did even try to just record this episode. We don't know how it turned out. It might be horrible. I may look like I'm 800 pounds and I'm not posting it on there then. So let's I, uh, just... I know some of the scratching I did is going to be iffy. Um, Seth was on the opposite side of the room from his microphone when he just said that. So I don't even know if... I leaned heard. back in my chair and my back's starting to hurt. <laughs> you guys can help me with that. <laughs> All right, guys. Social media. Go check everything out. Five stars. Everywhere you listen to your podcast. Crack and crime. All right. That's all I got. Till got anything time. else? Nothing else. All right. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Love you, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs>